Hi friend, my name is Amy Joy and this is the Make Prayer Beautiful podcast. My friend Tara asked me a beautiful question about healing prayer. And basically what she said was, I have been practicing healing prayer and we do it in groups and we feel the presence of the Holy Spirit, but the person isn't healed. What are we doing wrong? (laughs) I love that question because I suspect that the answer is, you're not doing anything wrong. Yay! But let's unpack this a little bit more. So first of all, absolute high five to you that you are praying for sick people to be made well. (laughs) I remember when I was listening to Francis McNutt talk and how he was speaking to a bunch of, I think, priests, because he was in the Catholic Church, and how they when he asked them, how many of you had a father who prayed over you as a child? And none of them raised their hands or anyway, I don't think any of them raised their hands. And when he asked about the mothers, only maybe 10 out of this 300 person gathering raised their hands. And there's a part where he was like, this is like family malpractice. This could be counted as child abuse. Your child is sick and you're not bringing them to the healer, like bring them to the healer already. So, okay, then we bring them to the healer and that's great. And then the Lord doesn't seem to reply or respond in the way that we're expecting and that we have faith for. So there's several directions to go with this. First of all, happily, it's not our faith that heals anybody. (laughs) So I feel like there's kind of a subset of Christianity that's sort of like, if you could just sum up enough faith or gin up enough faith in yourself like then that is going to be the thing that shows God that you believe for healing and then he's going to heal. And that's actually not how it works. <laughs> God is the one who gets to choose who he heals and who he doesn't. So I think if it was actually up to us, then it would be just really unkind of the Lord, sort of like, well, you can tell whose children died. They were all the ones who had sucky faith, you know, and that's, that's just not actually how the Lord works at, in the world. That's a foreign concept to him, that he actually is sovereign. And what he wants us to do is to be faithful with what he's put in our hands, despite whatever the outcome might be. And so when we pray in faith, that is, we're praying because we absolutely know that God could heal. But what is his intention in this specific instance? Who can say until we pray about it? And I realize that there are people who are really intimate with the Lord and who uh, talk to him really deeply. And that's um, like, sometimes the Lord will reveal to them, like, this one is about to die. And because they're prophetic, like Graham Cook, they can go and tell the person that and the person receives it well, you know, like, oh, okay, that's helpful. I'll get my affairs in order. But for most of us, we don't have that level of being able to hear with clarity. (laughs) So from my perspective, you always ask, right? Like there's no harm in asking. We know that Jesus' name means God heals, God saves. And so we ask because that is actually who he is. When people brought their friends to Jesus, he wasn't like, oh, by the way, you need to grow in character some more, so I'm going to leave you to suffer. But you clearly have already had enough character formed, so I'm going to heal you. No, he had compassion on all of the people and he healed the ones who were brought to him. So that's, that's a beautiful picture of what God's heart is. 
but it doesn't always happen on earth the way we want. So, okay, that's only sort of helpful. Um, from a practical standpoint, for me, I find it, I found it very helpful to have one of um, the people that I followed, I, I don't remember now, I think it maybe was John Wimber, Francis McNutt shared about this, that when John Wimber started teaching and beginning the vineyard movement, he said, if you pray for 200 people, by the time you get to 200, you will have started to see healings. Well, <laughs> when I heard that, I had maybe prayed for 10 people, maybe, maybe like four. <laughs> and so there was a part where you're like, oh, okay, it's just a numbers game. It, and I'm not trying to be flippant about that, but it's actually really helpful to say, okay, if we're looking at two or 3% of the people that we pray for to be healed, that's fantastic. <laughs> that's still two or 3%. And when I went to the Healing Prayer Conference in 2019 with uh, Judith McNutt and the late Francis McNutt was still alive and he wasn't present, but he was praying from their home and maybe watching the live stream. But uh, it was amazing to me to have her say at one point, you know, in these conferences, we if there's 300 people, we might expect to see three people really deeply healed, like, you know, cancer completely gone or some kind of radical physical healing. And she told some stories that were amazing, like beautiful stories. But that's not the norm, if that makes sense. It's like statistically, that's not what everybody's going to get. And then she said, but of the people who come, probably 80% or more leave with some kind of inner healing. They have uh, emotions that are just put at ease. They leave in more peace. They have gone through deliverance and gotten rid of things that were just riding them. For me, that was absolutely my story. Um, I went because I had, I was curious. I had started thinking about prayer on a regular basis and I wanted to know more about healing prayer. And I did have this skin condition on my face that had been there for about four, four and a half years. I guess when they went, it was just a little over four years. And I was really tired of it. I had done about two dozen different treatments. Nothing had re- worked, even a little bit. And I, I really wanted healing. But I kind of was like, I'm not, I'm not going because of my face, right? I'm going because I just want to see more about how this works. And it was beautiful to me because over time, I, I left feeling the lightest that I had in years. Like, I had so many things um, come off of me in that, in that couple of days, it was, it felt truly miraculous, even though my face was not changed. But over the next several months, I realized that my face actually had cleared up. Like by the fall, that was a June trip that I took by the fall, my face was normal. And so I actually was healed. And I think the start of that healing was at that conference. But if we had had to take a questionnaire when I left, I, and they had said, were you healed from what you came for? I would have said no, but that's not the end of the story, if that makes sense. So I think that was one of the encouragements that Judith said when we were there was, don't be discouraged by what what's happening in the immediate. Like sometimes people are miraculously healed instantly, but sometimes the healing process, you walk it out with Jesus. It's going to be a process. And we see that even in the names for the word healing in the New Testament, that there's one word that's like the miraculous healing. And then there's the one word, which is, um, I think it's related to the word pharmacy, but, um, or maybe, no, it's probably not pharmacy, but it would be like 
therapy. I think it's Therapuo. Um, when you have the Therapuo, you're doing things that are progressive in order to get well. And so um, that's that, like even in the scriptures, they acknowledge that there's more than one form of healing. And so there's a level of saying, when you pray for something, who knows what you're starting? You don't know if you've just tossed the pebble down the hill and it's going to gradually roll and roll and create the enormous snowball at the bottom of the hill. Like Only God knows that. So you still pray and that's really good. Then sort of related to that is the question of, but why do other countries get to see so many more miracles than we do? And it's a good question on the one hand. And I guess to me, I feel like, are we, are we a little bit blind to the, all the ways that God could heal? Because when I think about it, if somebody has been dealing with gradually worsening eyesight or cataracts or something, if you're in another country, there is not the cataract surgeon waiting, you know, four of them to the, each small town, like we might have here in the States. There's, there are no surgeons, no eye surgeons. And so really healing prayer is the option for them. And yet here in the States, we might pray for healing to be like, I would really rather not go under the knife. I don't want to have to spend the copay. Uh, it just sounds like a lot of effort. Why would I have to do all of that work? Like, can I just please have it taken care of for me? And when the reality is the Lord is like, for $5,000 and a few hours of your life, you can go and get your healing. Like, just pay the money and go get your healing. And so I really appreciate what Bill Johnson says. He's like, I see miracles on a regular basis. 90% of them or more come from the hands of doctors and surgeons. And so I, I appreciate that perspective, that there's such great work that is done in first world countries, that it's a privilege to live here, that we actually do get to see miracles. And so they're just not done through, quote unquote, supernatural means. They're, they're done through the Lord having given wisdom to people to understand how to do eye surgeries that don't take a really long time and don't leave a person blind. So those are some of my thoughts, I guess, on this topic. If you have other thoughts or questions, you are welcome to email me, amy at workplacepair.com. I long for the church to rise up and heal in power. So yeah. Okay. Lord Jesus, I'm asking that you would release us to be able to pray for those who are sick. And just like we don't take the credit if the if you do choose to heal miraculously in a moment, we also don't take the blame if you choose not to heal miraculously in a moment. That whether you heal or not, that we actually are just yours. And so we lay down our lives and ask that you would be exalted and lifted up. Thank you, Jesus. Amen.